0: what's up world welcome back to another episode of just grow It the podcast i'm your host big city gardener and today we're going back in on the pollinators okay if you listened to the last episode then you heard me mention how important pollinators are to our daily life now i'm going to give you five ways that you can help pollinators in your garden space Pollinators are responsible for over 40% of the world's food supply. The world that we know today, the abundance that we are able to enjoy, is directly related to the work of pollinators. The population of pollinators is declining throughout the United States. So we have to do something about it. And in this episode, we're going to talk about five things that we can do to help pollinators in our garden. Number one, I call it biodiversity. Biodiversity simply means to plant a variety of plants in your garden. Whenever you plant a garden, be sure to add a variety of crops. As a matter of fact, I want you to think about pollinators as if they were humans. Would you want to go somewhere where you could only eat one type of food? Well, What makes you think that pollinators do? A way to combat this monocropping is to plant a variety of pollen-rich flowers, trees, and shrubs in your garden. Now, one thing we want to do is to make sure that there's plenty of pollen and nectar throughout the growing seasons. So what I like to do is to plant things that flower at various times throughout the year. This will help keep pollinators nourished during their work. Now, here's a few pollen-rich plants that you can add to your garden regardless of where you live. Milkweed, calendula, asters, and black-eyed Susans. Now, pay attention to where you live because I'm sure there is a much, much larger variety than that. I was just giving you a few to get you started. The second thing we can do to help pollinators is to make sure that we provide a water source for them. Now, this could be as simple as a bird bath or as elaborate as a garden pond. You could simply get a five gallon bucket lid, flip it over and fill it with water and place it in your garden. This does not have to be intricate or special. All we need to do is make sure that we provide fresh Clean water for the pollinators at all times, especially during the height of the summer when water sources can be hard to find. These fresh water sources can help alleviate stress that is potentially having a negative effect on our pollinators. The third thing we can do, and now I know a lot of people may not like this one, but it's okay. The third thing we can do is stop being so tidy and neat and clean in our gardens. Think about nature. There's hollow stems and piles of leaves everywhere. These are the homes to pollinators like solitary bees. Other animals build nests and raise their young in piles of leaves, wood, and other places. If we are constantly cleaning and removing all of the spent plants and materials from our garden, what we end up doing is destroying potential nesting sites for our pollinators. But if you're one of those people who insist on having a neat and tidy garden, then I recommend you invest in some bee hotels. Those are the structures that are filled with pine cones, hollow bamboo stems, and other things. These serve as places for a lot of different pollinators to raise their young. The fourth way we can help is by avoiding pesticides. Pesticides and insecticides do exactly what they are supposed to do, and that is kill bugs and insects. The only problem is that pesticides and insecticides cannot differentiate between pollinators and pests. One thing we can do to combat this is to commit to maintaining our gardens organically. Before we reach for the synthetic pesticides and insecticides, let's work on improving the health of our soil, planting trap crops, or even using non-toxic IPM. Or integrated pest management. Trust me, your garden will thank you. And now, the fifth and final way that we're gonna talk about helping pollinators is by simply planting native plants. Native plants are favorites of pollinators. These plants provide food, they protect pollinators from predators, and they act as a nursery or a place for pollinators to raise their young. One thing I love about natives is that they have evolved with your region meaning they will require less water and maintenance than any annuals you will plant in your garden. Another thing I love about planting native plants is that they tend to be perennials, meaning when we plant them one time, they will naturalize and provide a food source for as long as they are alive. These are five easy ways that all of us gardeners can help the pollinators. Another thing we can do is spread the message about the importance of pollinators in our garden. If each one of us tells one or two people, before you know it, thousands or even millions of people will be paying attention to the pollinators. And maybe, maybe we will be able to help reverse the damage to the pollinator population. That's all for this episode of Just Grow at the Podcast. What I need for you to do is to like this episode, leave me a comment. Share it with a friend or two. But right now, I'm done talking. I'm gonna go outside, get my hands in the dirt, and just grow it. And you should do the same. Until next time, take it easy. Big City Gardener out. Before I let you go, I need you to do more than one thing. First, I need you to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Second, I need you to tell a friend or two about the show if you enjoyed it. And If you have anybody you think I need to talk to, I should interview, send the name over, put it in the comments or send me an email. I grow at Big City Gardener and check me out, man, on Instagram and on all social media platforms. Big City Gardener. We out. Oh, almost forgot. Just grow it.